Welcome to MarketScale Pro AV. I'm Sean Heath, and today I have an opportunity to have a conversation with Mark McIntosh. He's a sales engineer at Pixel Flags. Mark, how's it going today? Doing great, thanks. In the world of Pro AV, there is a psychological component that comes along with walking into uh, an installation, and that is you create an atmosphere in any given installation. There's a there's a point to the project. And one of the things that you have to always be aware of is creating the environment where the viewer can suspend disbelief. You, you're creating an experience for them. Even if it's something as simple as a, as a panel in a lobby, you're creating an emotional and an intellectual experience. And nothing for me personally breaks that, that fantasy or that image more than thinking that I need glasses because <laughs> the image doesn't look right. That is the most frustrating thing in the world to me because I literally think maybe 10 times a day, do I need glasses? So, and I know that's not always my fault, right? It's not always my eyes fault. Sometimes it's the installation's fault. So I want to talk about that today. First, let's talk about resolution and how it relates to a physical space. What sort of calculations do you have to take into account when you're first planning an installation? Well, whenever we talk about resolution, the thing that people confuse most of the time in uh, LED industry is pixel pitch versus resolution. So to address pixel pitch, let's define that. Pixel pitch is the basic distance between one pixel to the next pixel, center to center or the diodes as we call them. So that surface mount diode, you know, it could be 50 millimeters apart on a really large curtain installation that maybe, you know, you're a hundred feet away from, and you can still see a great image on it, even though the pixels are, are the distance of your, your four fingers in between them. You know, it's, uh, it depends on, uh, distance and things like that. So whenever you talk about led, the first thing to realize is pixel pitch plays a large part of that in the corporate world and things of that nature, uh, we're usually around uh, a fairly tight resolution around 3.9 millimeter, four millimeter range uh, for a lot of our deployments. And we've started to move into higher resolutions now. But uh, whenever you're talking about resolution, there's a few things to evaluate for uh, the client and the customer. We always have these discussions about, you know, first of all, let's determine what pixel pitch we need. The way that you determine the pixel pitch is how far away is your first viewer? Is someone going to be standing right next to this display in a hallway? So I need to have something much higher resolution so I can resolve text and images. Or is it a billboard that someone is only going to see from 100 feet away? Um, you know, take, for example, the digital billboards that you see driving down the street. Those might be a 10, 15, or even 20 millimeter spacing in between the pixels. It's a relatively low resolution. But because the surface is so large and it's so far away from you, your eye does all the math and puts that image together and the light just works that way. In contrast, whenever we talk about, uh, here, here's where the inherent problem is. Everyone that creates graphics are used to what? HD graphics, right? You have HD, now we have 2K, we have 4K, and televisions are even starting to... Um, get into the 8K space with, with the most recent technology developments. And that's fine, but whenever you talk about LED, typically you're gonna be a much, much smaller pixel space. 
So whenever you say you see something and you think you need glasses or it looks blurry or the resolution is a little bit off, it probably is. Um, the content was likely created at a size that's much larger uh, than the display or sometimes even smaller than the display and has been scaled. And as you know, with scaling, you get uh, interpolation of pixels and a lot of, uh, a lot of things that are going on that, that make the text uh, or image blurry um, or, or not, non-existent even to where you put a high resolution, like a 1920 by 1080 image, into a much smaller LED and all of a sudden this beautiful ad that you created with all this text looks like a few black lines <laughs> where the text used to be because the pixels are just not there. Now, one of the questions that I have is I'm quite sure that there is an algorithm mm -hmm. that l takes pixel pitch and plugs it into a formula with viewing distance and comes up with a best case situation. The average viewing distance is a pretty simple calculation. You just walk into the room and measure how far away the eyeballs are going to be from the display. Mm -hmm. But don't you also have to take into account ambient lighting, sunlight, natural light, uh, and things like that when you're when you're doing your distance calculation for resolution as well? Uh, not so much because of the way that inherent uh, uh, or the way that LED functions, emitting light instead of reflecting light, such as a projection. Um, basically, whenever we are dealing with exterior conditions, such as uh, lighting uh, from stage, lighting in a corporate boardroom, or even daylight where we have an outdoor product, we have different um, LED products that have different brightness levels and sustainability or IP ratings for outdoor. Um, so we just basically change the diode and the brightness to compete with those. Um, if you're in sunlight, of course, you need our outdoor product. It's going to be super bright. So There is a, I think, a misconception that all images are just merely optical illusions. What you put on the screen is actually there. Now, you mentioned earlier that the eye has to interpret and, and do the math, but there's an awful lot of math that you can physically do before the viewer ever even enters into the equation. I would like to know your thoughts on how resolution can actually change the nature of the content that's put on the screen. Uh, sure. Well, I mean, obviously, it depends on what you're trying to convey in terms of a message, emotion, whatever that might be. It could just be a lighting effect, a color. You know, there's a lot of installations that we do that just have to do with transmitting color and a feel to a room more, more often than, uh, you know, as much as the video and things that it portrays. So, um, uh, resolution definitely plays into that and plays into, I'm trying to figure out the best way to actually answer the question for you. Let, let me approach it this way. Pixel perfect content. In other words, content that you produce at the correct resolution that is provided to you whenever you are using an led surface which can also be calculated by just knowing the product and knowing how many pixels are on each panel and, you know, then calculating out how many panels there are. Whenever you do content that is, if you create content that is not for the intended size or intended resolution of the LED, um, it, it, it definitely does not, it, it can work. Um, it still conveys a message, but again, it's blurry. It doesn't have the same impact as something that is pixel perfect and created exactly for the surface. I don't know if that really answers your 
question. Absolutely, uh, it does. Absolutely, it does. Let's talk about that then. Let's talk about the best case scenario mm-hmm. and the worst case scenario. Let's start off with the negative first. Talk to me about a situation where the resolution was off just a little bit and it just totally tanked a space. Well, um, here's a really good, I think a good good example for that is um, most people that design always uh, talk about aspect ratio because they're typically dealing with HD formats, 4K formats, television, movie, cinema style formats. So everybody's used to that. They're also used to the standard resolutions that you see on a television, like a 1920, 1080, or a 640 by 480 for old school televisions. Everyone that's in the graphics industry is, are familiar with those numbers and familiar with those standards. Whenever you get to an LED product and an LED wall, you throw that out the wall, uh, throw that out the door, because basically you're going to the products can be built in such unique ways that we could do banners that wrap all the way, as an example, around a football stadium. You've seen those before. You see them on TV every time you turn on the game. There's an LED banner that wraps all the way around the football field. Typical resolution for some of those is around 20,000 pixels wide or more. Some of them are up to 80 and 100,000 pixels wide, but they're only... 80 pixels tall <laughs> or or 128 pixels tall. So you've got this really strange aspect ratio. You can't put that into, you could put it into an aspect ratio. You can calculate the, the ratio of, of uh, uh, the space, but it doesn't really apply to any of our standard conventions. So when you are dealing with LED, you want to get, you want to definitely speak with whoever is providing the LED, first of all, and find out, the product. You want to find out the resolution. You want to find out, uh, you know, the color depth. Certain newer products have more color depth, which results in a better image on the LED. We're moving away from 8-bit color and moving into 10-bit and 12-bit uh, color ranges, which enhance the uh, gradients and enhance the colors. So there's a lot of things that can be discussed on the front end to find out that correct resolution and correct um, uh, way to get uh, your graphics created for the product. Once you have that information, then you just um, you need to create to that pixel space, and everything is uh, will be sharp as a tack. You mentioned catching an issue before the installation takes place, which seems to mm-hmm. be a best case scenario. You'd really love to catch it before you've done the installation. Yes. Talk to me about a situation where you caught a resolution miscalculation before an installation and you were able to recalibrate so that the installation was able to continue, mm-hmm. but you were able to recalibrate and and finalize what turned out to be a really good image. Um, and I've had situations where the content team was not advised on how to create the content and they provided standard HD television um, sized content, 1920 by 1080. Of course, that was incorrect for the installation that we were doing and, and very wrong in a sense because it was a cylinder that wrapped all the way around. It was a 360-degree um, LED structure. Um, to resolve that issue, we used a media server on our end to basically resize the image and just put it, uh, repeat it four times around the cylinder. Um, their original idea was to have this cool graphic that wrapped around and did all this stuff, but being created in the wrong format, if we had, ha- um, had of put that image and stretched it out, it would have basically stretched it out 
four times its width and nothing would have looked correct. So you would have had really chubby faces and <laughs> text would not have read well. Um, but being able to be flexible with uh, your media uh, server and things like that always help. But really, like you said, catching it in the beginning is, is critical. And being informed about the product that you're using. I encourage anyone that is thinking about using LED at a at a show or, um, uh, you know, using it for your corporate boardrooms or using it for an installation in your business, uh, using it for your concert, using whatever, whatever the use is, just stay close in contact with, um, either the, the provider or the manufacturer of the product that you're using so that you know those resolutions and you create specifically to that. It's such a huge benefit to know those numbers and to and to make things right in the beginning. Because if you do get there and things are not sized correctly, there's potential for loss of information. If I need to resize and maintain, you know, we, we discussed aspect ratio. So if you create a 4K video, a 4K video as an example, and I've got a lot less resolution than that, and it's not particularly in a 16 by 9 ratio for our LED, which happens often. It's not always a 16 by 9. And to fit that content in, maybe I just need to stretch it a little bit and, you know, like reduce the height by 20%. Well, the problem is if I reduce the height of that file by 20%, it makes people look, you know, chubby. If I make them, if I stretch it out, Height-wise, it makes them look thin, and you want to maintain that aspect ratio. So what what we typically will have to do is oversize that clip a little bit and make it meet the top edge and bottom edge and just bleed off the sides, or vice versa, make it a little bit bigger where it touches each side, or even being selective about the portion of content that we want to use out of the center of the image. Now, as someone who's obsessed with image and with the way things look, I have to ask you a side question. Yep. As far as text, does incorrect kerning just drive you nuts? Yes, it does. I, well, it's funny because I'm, I'm actually from a graphic arts background myself. I was uh, I worked in the print industry and was a typesetter and graphic artist for many years, and errors in text drive me Bonkers. I had a feeling that that was the case. You and I are both cut from the same cloth. So I have a, another question about resolution. We mentioned, you know, 2K, 4K. Now some TV manufacturers mm -hmm. are even dabbling in 8K. At some point, aren't we going to get displays that are more real than real? At some point, aren't we going to reach a resolution that's the equivalent of having a 700 mile an hour car that you never drive over 70? Oh, absolutely. Well, we're already there. Um, to be quite honest, whenever we're talking about 4K, people don't see in 4K. Um, if you're sitting, you know, four to four to six feet away from a 4K television, you're not really gaining the benefits of that uh, uh, of that television, especially once you get to like the 10 foot range. I could put a 4K and a 1080 side by side, and it would be very, very difficult for you to tell the subtle differences. Now, of course, there's more resolution, there's more detail, and you'll see that in fine, fine things like, uh, you know, a flock of a million birds flying across the screen. You might be able to actually see the wings of a few of the birds instead of the white dots that are going across the 1080p screen. <laughs> you might be able to define the, the hair a little bit more on a subject that's on the screen. But whenever we get, when we're talking about 8K and anything beyond that, it's, to me, it's really pointless in, in a visual sense. I mean, they'll go there for the technology, but where we need to be as humans, it's it's not necessary. That's a very, um, 
that number is just not needed. <laughs> we don't need that much resolution in front of our face. Well, as we wrap up today, I want to ask you to mm -hmm. basically choose your favorite child. Tell me about a project that you worked on that just everything about it just really resonated with you from the location to the space to the project. Tell me about what you would consider one of your favorite projects. Well, um, in the interest of time, I will mention one, but I'll, there's an honorable mention. We did a, um, uh, working with elite multimedia, um, we, uh, and Pixelflex, we built a half court. Uh, we have the only led basketball court that's certified by the NBA. And, uh, we built a half court for the Nike 31, uh, Jordan release. And that was a really fascinating project. Uh, there was a lot of moving components. There was a high-resolution LED wall displaying all the graphics behind us, the LED floor, all of the lighting and everything tied in. We used um, uh, LiDAR, which is laser radar, to scan the floor. We used cameras to scan the goal. Um, we had connect sensors to scan the players. And we were basically uh, interpreting data in real time, and it was a dunk contest for the kids. So they would come try on the shoes, they'd go out on the court, they'd do a dunk, and it would measure their airtime, height of the jump, and if they made it or not. That was a really cool project. But the one that I really want to mention is one that we just completed in California uh, for a company called NetApp. Most people don't know who NetApp are. They're behind a lot of the larger companies in the world uh, for infrastructure and data management and things of that nature. They just re, uh, reorganized their campus in California and reduced their overall size. And they wanted to focus on their what they call Building One. Um, and in this building uh, is where they bring all their potential clients and customers in. And just like many other corporate offices and things like that, people realize that they're not just building an office for someone to, to visit. To really draw someone in, people enjoy that experience. And this is the this is a job that is truly um, exemplifies an experience. Whenever you walk in, uh, we used our flexible um, product uh, from Pixelflex to create a very unique structure. It consists of 18 what we refer to as fins. It looks like the sail on a boat. Uh, and those go up, they're about 14 feet tall on the, at the, uh, and they all lean in, uh, and they're also layered at curved and they wrap all the way around a circular theater in the center of the room, uh, that they call the Oculus. So it was very difficult because they are 14 foot tall fins. They are, it looks like, um, a waffle <laughs> whenever the, the frame looks like a waffle. So you have to install each one of these modules by hand and line up the pixels by hand. Everything is held on by magnets. But we've wrapped the entire theater uh, with these 18 fins over the doorways to enter into the center. Um, uh, but the project itself was, um, it was, we spent over a year planning to do this project. And it took us about two weeks to facilitate the installation, about one week of uh, a lot of labor getting the product up, getting the frames mounted. And then about a week of uh, tying everything together. And we've also had lots of visits going back. But the overall experience of walking into that room and seeing this unique LED uh, in the center and their capabilities of 
creating graphics that um, exemplify the different verticals that they're part of and that they uh, participate in as a company and way and ways to deliver information and welcome people into the room. You know, they add messages to it. So when, when they know a specific client is coming, they can walk into the room and it's almost branded for them. So it really is an experience. It's very beautiful. And it's one of the most unique installations I've ever built. Well, I now have another item on my bucket list. Just one more place I have to travel. So thanks, Mark. I was starting to clear that thing out. And now you just made it one step longer. Well, I tell you, if there's if there's one installation that I've ever done that I would recommend that people go see. And they, they, they have clients that are scheduling time to come visit just so they can see this because they heard about it. So really proud of that installation, really proud of, of, you know, the things that we've accomplished as a, as a manufacturer. So there's a lot of good stuff coming. That is really cool to hear about. Thanks so much for sharing that. Today, I've had the privilege of having a conversation with Mark McIntosh, sales engineer at PixelFlex. Mark, thanks so much for taking the time. This is really cool. I do appreciate it. It was great talking with you. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries. 